Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We want you to use the podcast as a way to engage with our teachings, hear from our wider family and encourage you where you're at, serving Jesus everywhere. We hope you enjoy our time together each week and are inspired and encouraged to discuss, worship and act together as part of the family. This week we caught up with Richard and Kathy Pitt about their experiences of compassionate community in relationship to hospitality and invitation. Thank you guys so much for coming and talking to me today about compassionate community. It felt to me like as I was looking at compassionate community, it was just a really obvious choice to come and speak to you two about compassionate community and particularly in terms of invitation and compassionate community. So let's jump right in if that's all right. Um, Compassionate community, what is it about who God is and how he calls us that, um, that he wants us to live as part of compassionate community? We'd just love to know some of your thoughts. Okay. Um, so I had to think about the, the words, having it not really gone in when the values were sent out. And um, I just thought compassion to me is a quality, a Christ-like quality. Um, and so it, to me it means, initially it means, um, it, it speaks to me about what I, what I do, uh, looking after my mum. Uh, also about my career as a nurse and also my real heart for seeing healing. So, and uh, recently I've been um, praying for people as I, as I meet them, if God prompts me to, and um, giving them words um, on, on little cards, which Beth did for me, um, just to encourage, encourage uh, to, to tell them about Jesus and about his healing. And I've just, as I've been doing it, it's been amazing. I've just felt Jesus' compassion in a real tangible way. Um, it's quite, it's been quite powerful. Wow. I, th- I think compassionate community to me is, I just think it's brilliant. I mean, why would a com- community not be compassionate? <laughs> There's mm. no point mm. in community without compassion. When we were talking about it, mm. that's what we felt. So, yeah, it's great. Um, we live in a community, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we are understanding, loving, and compassionate with one another. Mm. Um, we have to be like that, otherwise yeah. it doesn't work. I can imagine. Um, I need compassion every day with my mother. I need that from God because it's almost like not a natural thing. Mm. It's almost supernatural. So yeah, those were the things that I thought of for me. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind for me really is on. I work on a community farm, and um, when I was, you know, a while ago, I just felt God say to me, "He bring me the lost sheep one at a time." And you know, there's a place, there's a place for people, and he, you know, God cares about people so much. Mm. So you know, why wouldn't we? Mm. Yeah. And are you finding that that that's something that God is doing? Yeah, very much so. Oh. Yeah, 
I, I had this idea that they'd come and then go. Mm. And then, you know, be a lost sheep and then they'd go and then another lost sheep. But actually it's like he's building a little flock. And mm. all these people are so different. Yeah. And they're all becoming a little community. I just think God loves communities, doesn't he? So I can see why people would come and stay. Okay, so you guys have been part of City Life for more or less as long as I can remember. Do you know? Nearly uh, 30 years. Nearly, 30 years. Nearly 30 years. Nearly 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, how has... How has being part of a compassionate community had an impact on your lives? If if you think about the time that we've been in Southampton, we, mm. the time we came to Southampton, we, uh, right from the start, got plugged into City Life, mm. which was City Gate then, mm. into the church plant that was going on on the east side of Southampton. And, um, yeah, we just... We reached out to our neighbours, but we had a lot of we had a lot of uns, um, support from the church, mm. um, and the, yeah, um, it took a while to get to know people in the church, mm. but we became very plugged in, mm. and they were the people we were around with: Roger and Nerida, uh, Vic and Vixen, Vicky and Roly, who are now in the Caribbean, um, mm. were really like adoptive parents I suppose you could say so mm. real sort of compass uh, real family and then um going to St Mary's was like a major a major move into like new things and scary things and the church was amazing we just couldn't have done it without yeah. our, our church and it we had Jill and Paul Leppert come and pray with us regularly and Wendy Ewell came and prayed in our house. Um, you know, we had a lot of community mm. and a lot of help and compassion from, mm. from the church. And and likewise, when the vision for the farm came about, that was through community and relationship with Dave and Abby, really, and the uh, mm. people that were standing with us in the vision that we had. Mm. You know, it's always been that meeting Mm. of understanding mm. from you guys to whatever we've mm. ventured in so yeah it's yeah. been a walk and well, a journey together yeah. to where we're at now I I mean I'd love to hear a bit about the farm and the sort of the story of the farm and how that came about and the sort of dreams that God put in your hearts for what you're doing here because this is obviously a community place for the community, by the community, with the community. And yeah, it'd be really good to know some of the sort of story behind that. And I just say, before we go on to that subject yeah. as well, because I know this is going out to church, <laughs> I was just thinking of all the people that might feel left out. And the one people that really were great when I when we had little kids in Sholing was Lynn and Tensor. So yeah. yeah, we were just family together. We were in and out of each other's houses the whole time. So That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, They'll always be like special. Cool. Right. Well, yeah, before we get on the farm as well, I was, um, when we lived in Sholing, I was a teacher and I had three years of depression and stress. And it was the support of the church that got mm, me through that really. time. Mm. It, was, it was pretty hard. Both of us. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, hard for both of us. Mm. And um, 
Totally, it was a real expression of compassionate community, mm. the praying and the support. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. That is, yeah. So, on the farm, it would just be really good to hear some of the history and the story behind that, because I know that it was a real God idea, and I know that it was done in community, but, but I know for you there was a piece of land in town, and that, you know, there's been a whole... Mm journey so I just thought not everyone would have heard that story and I just thought it'd be really good to yeah, okay. hear well, some of it even a sort of a bridge yeah yeah <laughs> when we lived down in, in um, Newtown there was quite a few people on the street every day who'd been drinking and we got to know quite a few because you just you know chat to people and there always seemed to be like they didn't have anything else to do and this idea of having a nice place to go and to do something meaningful was a sort of the seed of the whole farm thing. And I, I remember talking with um, with Pete Holt and with Paul Leppert about, there was, a, there was a patch of land down there, which is now student accommodation, as most of it is in town, um, that we were trying to start something on. And um, it was so good to like conspire with Pete and Paul at that time. And it just helped me get some ideas going. And kind of an idea of an urban farm was part of that. So when Dave and Abby and, and us moved in together in this house and there's an acre of land next door that's actually agricultural land and not used, it was like, hmm, maybe something is going to happen here. And so we pursued it, you know, found out who owned it and so on. And over a couple of years, we eventually uh, found a price that was uh, possibly doable. And, and four of us sort of pulled our savings together and, and bought this acre of land. And... It was with that idea that this would be a place where people could come and be accepted and do meaningful things together, you know, make their contribution. Mm. And uh, right from the beginning, I mean, we, Cathy reduced her hours to help me. It was basically me doing it um, out of all the different people involved. And But Cathy reduced her hours at work to come and help me. And we were planting a hedge um, along by the pavement and this guy looks over the fence and he says, Oh, it's nice to see people doing stuff here. Can can anyone help? And I just from nowhere I said, Yeah, what are you doing tomorrow? And he said, Oh, I'm free, I'll come and help tomorrow. And and as he went off, Kathy said to me, What are you doing? He could be a criminal. <laughs> and there's that sort of well, of course we we're so used to being a little bit suspicious of the other, you know, people we don't know and and that's, you know, I think that's one of the, the counter things about compassionate community is, is you, you, you lean into the other. You, you, you have God's confidence to just see what's going to happen rather than just have a, a bad attitude to start with. And um, turned out that guy was, was um, not a criminal. And uh, he worked on the farm, I think it was two days a week for a good couple of years. And it was such a blessing to him. He was... He'd been, um, he had had a nervous breakdown at work and he was, you know, sort of getting his way back into life and it was perfect for him on the farm. And as the community grew, it was really me and him started it and people would come along and be joined to it and it, he, his re rehabilitation was part of people coming in and everything. It was beautiful. Wow. Like, I love that you've got this place where people can be and come and mm. find some belonging. Mm. It's just a really beautiful thing. Mm. Mm. Um, thank you so much for talking yeah. to me. I'm just really, really grateful for your time. Oh, really all right. yeah. blessed. Thank you. Yeah.
So big thanks to Richard and Kathy for talking to us this week. It's a real treat to get together with them and talk to them about what's going on on the farm and how Compassionate Community has had an impact on their lives and is still having an impact on their lives. I'm just looking through the ideas and activities page in our January resources book and thinking about how we can engage young people and families in this topic of compassionate community and looking at some of the discussion questions that could uh, maybe have a discussion about how we've been impacted by um, being a part of compassionate community and how we can extend community to other people. So if we read 1 Corinthians 12 verses 12 to 27, we can read about what Paul said about us being like one body with many parts. We can talk about what part we're able to play in building compassionate community together. In terms of a game, I'm just looking, there's a, you, play, you can play sardines if your house is appropriate for that sort of game and you have enough of you. Um, or there is the idea of doing the trustful game on there as well. And there is more ideas in the resources pack if you want to go and check that out. So next week we're going to be talking to um, the Hodges family about compassionate community in relationship to worship. I'm really excited to talk to them. Okay, have a good week, guys.